you to imagine a very high wall. Now, let's say that you wanted to get to your friend on the other side of the wall. Well, you would have to climb over the wall, or you would have to find a way to get around it if you wanted to be with your friend, right? Of course. But what can you do about your sin? Because sin, the wrong things we do think and say, separate you from God. Now, let's pretend like our sin is that wall, but you can't get around it just on your own. You can't climb over it. Nope. You can't get rid of it on your own. In fact, there's only one way that God can bring you near to him. And it's found in our memory verse for today. Ephesians 2.13. Ephesians is in the New Testament part of the Bible. Chapter 2 and verse 13 is where we find our verse for today. Now, I've told you before that Ephesians is a letter. A letter that a man named Paul wrote to a church that was in a place called Ephesus. Now, that's a real place. And Paul wrote this letter to the church. The church was a group of believers in Jesus. So these people that believed in Jesus, they made up the church. And this church received this letter from Paul. Paul wrote many books in the New Testament. God gave him the words to write down, and he wrote them down. Actually, of the 40 men that God used to write the Bible, Paul wrote the most books in the Bible. Isn't that interesting? Paul wrote the book of Ephesians. Our verse is from chapter 2, verse 13 in Ephesians. And it says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Ephesians 2.13 It says, But now in Christ Jesus. Well, we know who Christ Jesus is, right? That's God the Son. It says, Ye who sometime were far off. That's talking about your sin. You are far off from God because of your sin. You are separated from him because of the wrong things you think, say, and do. But then the verse says, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You see, when you believe on Jesus, God forgives you. And he brings you near or nigh to him. God makes you his child so you can know him, you can love him here on earth and then someday forever in heaven. So because of what Jesus did that he died and gave his blood, you can be close or near or nigh to God. Your sin separates you from God. But the only way to be forgiven of your sin, to have a friendship with him, is to have your sin forgiven. And your sin can be forgiven because of what Jesus did. He died on the cross for your sin. He took the punishment for you. Now, if you've never believed on Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to be free from the punishment of your sin. God wants to make you his child. You can believe on Jesus today. But if you have already believed on Jesus, then I want you to think. Think about how much God loves you. He forgave your sin. He saved you from the punishment of your sin. And you should tell God thank you. Tell him thank you every day for freeing you from your sin's punishment, because that was a big problem that he took care of for you if you have received him as your savior. So that verse again is Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometime were far off 
are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Ephesians 2.13 I wonder if any of you could tell me now what this verse means. Ephesians 2.13, that's where we find it. We call that the address or the reference. That's where we find it in the Bible. And this verse means that your sin makes you far off from God, but you can get close, near, or nigh to God because Jesus died and gave his blood for your sin. Yes, Jesus took the punishment for your sin so you can have a friendship with God. Isn't that wonderful? It really is so great that Jesus died for your sin and mine so you and me can have our sin forgiven. Suppose someone warned you that something terrible was about to happen, but by following instructions, you could be safe. Would you be careful to follow those instructions? I think I would. I didn't want that terrible thing to happen. Well, the Bible tells us how the Israelites were warned that something terrible was about to happen. But if they followed certain instructions, they would be safe. And they would even get set free from slavery. Would they be careful to follow God's instructions? We ended last time by saying that the Israelites were not trusting God. And they blamed Moses and Aaron when Pharaoh increased their work. Right? We remember that. How Pharaoh told them they had to get their own straw to make bricks. The people blamed Moses and Aaron. And God again told Moses and Aaron, go to Pharaoh. Go back to Pharaoh and tell him to set my people free. So Moses and Aaron, they went back to Pharaoh. And they told Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the almighty God of our ancestors has said, let the Israelites leave Egypt. And Pharaoh, what did he do? He said, show me a miracle. And so Aaron threw down his rod his staff, his walking stick. And he threw it in front of the king and it became a serpent, a snake. And the king's men, guess what they were able to do? They did the same exact thing. They did, and their rods became snakes too. But it was not God doing a miracle for the men who were working for the king. Instead, they did it by, by like magic and things like that. Maybe the king's men were making jokes at Moses and Aaron. But then you know what? Aaron, he saw that his snake swallowed theirs. It says in the Bible, but Aaron's rod, okay, so the snake that was Aaron's rod, swallowed up their rods. Wow, that's incredible. That Aaron's staff or the snake that was his staff swallowed their two snakes that were their walking sticks, their staffs. Wow, that is just 
amazing. God showed his power. But Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, he still was not impressed. The Egyptians, they worshipped many false gods and idols. And Pharaoh, he refused to let the Israelites go free. So God told Moses what to do next. God told Moses the next morning, he and Aaron, they found Pharaoh at the Nile River and said, God says you must set the Israelites free. Since you have refused, you will know he is God when you see the Nile River change to blood. What? The Nile River is changing to blood now? As Pharaoh and his men watched, Aaron struck the Nile River with his rod, and the water turned to blood. Wow. Aaron then stretched his rod over the rivers, the streams, the ponds, the lakes, and soon all the water in Egypt turned to blood. The fish died. There was no clean water to drink. Even the water stored in pots changed to blood. That must have been so scary. A whole week went by, but Pharaoh... He stubbornly refused to give in. God continued to send a series of plagues on Egypt. Plagues are like terrible troubles. After the water changed to blood, God sent another plague. And this one was frogs. Frogs covered the land. They invaded the houses. Could you imagine frogs being everywhere you went? Then God sent a great cloud of gnats. And gnats are like biting flies. And these flies, they tormented people and animals and they bit them so much. And after that, God sent swarms of flies that filled the air in the homes of the Egyptians. They went even in the palace. God sent a terrible disease on all the animals belonging to the Egyptians. Many of the animals died. And when the king, Pharaoh, he still refused to let the people go free, God sent a terrible thing called boils on the bodies of the Egyptians and their animals. Now, boils are like really big sores on your body, very, very painful. But Pharaoh, was he going to let the Israelites go? Nope. He still refused to let the people go. So the plagues continued. Next, God sent a powerful hailstorm. Now, let me tell you what hail is. It's like little balls of ice that are falling from the sky. Now, it doesn't happen here, but in other parts of the world, it does happen sometimes. And it's exactly what I just said, little balls of ice that fall from the sky, kind of like rain. But it's little balls of ice, and they can do some damage, especially when the balls of ice are bigger. They can do a lot of damage. They can damage vehicles and they can um, hurt things and hurt people and animals if you're not careful. So God sent a very powerful hailstorm that had thunder and lightning and the hail destroyed the crops and it beat down on the animals and the Egyptians. And would Pharaoh change his mind? Would he let the Israelites go? Nope. So the plagues continued. Wow. God sent locusts to cover the ground throughout Egypt, and locusts are kind of like grasshoppers. They ate all the plants that the hailstorm did not destroy. The plague number nine was darkness. Darkness covered the Egyptians. But you know what? 
the Israelites, they still had light. So wherever the Egyptians lived, it was dark, completely dark. All day and all night, it was dark. For 24 hours of every day, it was dark. But where the Israelites lived, it was light. Now at first, it seemed Pharaoh was ready to give in to God. He told Moses the people could go, but they have to leave their animals behind. But Moses, he wouldn't take that. God said Israel, the Israelites, must be free. Nothing left behind. Even after nine terrible plagues, Pharaoh did not give in. He ordered Moses to leave him and not return. Moses gave one final warning to Pharaoh, and Moses said about midnight, Every firstborn of the Egyptians will die. Even your own son, who is to be king some day, there will be great sadness. This will be the worst plague of all, but Israel will be kept safe. The firstborn of the Egyptians will die. The firstborn is the one that is born first. So, for example, in my family, I have a brother, and so my brother is older than me, so he is the firstborn in my family. If you have a brother or sister, and they were the first one born in your family, then they are the firstborn. So this final plague would be the firstborn of the Egyptians will die. Now how would God protect the firstborn of the Israelites? He gave Moses some instructions to carefully follow, and if they didn't follow these instructions, they would be punished. God says you deserve to be punished for your sin too, and every one in this world is born with a want to, to sin, a desire to sin, and the Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. No one is good enough to please God. We all have sin. Sin is anything you think, say, or do that breaks God's laws. Maybe you plan ways to disobey your parents. Maybe you cheat on a test at school, or maybe you look at things on the internet that God would not be pleased with. Or maybe you spread rumors about people, or you talk bad about someone behind their back. That's called gossiping. All those things are sin, and they break God's laws. God says the punishment you deserve for sin is to be separated from him forever in a terrible place of suffering. And if you don't follow God's plan, you will be punished. And if the Israelites didn't follow God's plan, they would be punished too. And Moses he listened very carefully to God's instructions. Each family was to take a lamb. Now this lamb, it couldn't be sick. It couldn't have broken bones. It couldn't have spots or, or sores on it. It had to be a healthy one, a perfect one. The animal had to be killed. And they were to take its blood and take a branch from a plant called hyssop. And they were to take that branch and dip it in the blood of the animal. And they were to spread the blood on the sides and the top of their doorposts. So the outside of their door, they had to take the blood and put it on the top and the sides of the outside doorposts. God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over you and protect you from death. And when death to the firstborn of each household came to Egypt, the Hebrews would be safe. 
they would be safe because of the blood on their doors. God loved them. He wanted to save them. Now the Egyptians, they didn't know about God's instructions, so they didn't do it. All the firstborn of the Egyptians died. But the Israelites had those instructions, and they had to follow them very carefully to take that perfect lamb to kill it and to put its blood on the top and on the sides of their door, on the outside, their doorpost. And they had to do that because that was God's way. That was God's instruction. And God said, when I see the blood, I will pass over that house. The firstborn will not die. God loved his people, the Israelites. He wanted to save them. And God loves you. He wants to save you too. God is the powerful creator of the universe. He made everything that exists. But most importantly, he made you and me. He made people. And God is completely perfect. He is righteous. He's never done anything wrong. That's what righteous means. It means perfect, without any sin. And God, he punishes sin, but he loves you. And the Bible says, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Yes, God does love you. His love for you lasts forever, and he wants to set you free from the punishment of your sin. So instead of being separated from God, you can live with him in heaven someday. God loves you. He wants to save you from the punishment of your sin. God loved the Israelites, and he wanted to save them. He wanted to save them from having their firstborn die. So Moses, he told the people what to do. And then the people began to do it. Now, they took the blood of the lamb and they spread it along the top and the sides of their doorposts. But then also, God told them to cook the meat of the lamb, to roast it, and to eat them quickly. The people were to be ready to leave Egypt. God said, this night was the Lord's Passover. And it would be a day they would remember forever. Passover. Well, why is it called that? Because when they put the blood on the doorpost of their homes, God said he would pass over that home. And the firstborn would not die. So they began to call that time Passover. And it is still celebrated today. Yes, it still goes on today. Now, people don't kill a lamb and spread the blood on the doorpost. Now, they don't do that anymore. But they set aside a time every year to remember what happened here. Passover. That is what they call it. And they remember what God did. Moses, he carefully explained God's instructions to the Israelites. And they did exactly as God instructed. They, they used the correct branch from the hyssop plant. They took the blood. They spread it on the doorpost. And at midnight, the angel of God went through Egypt. And the firstborn of every Egyptian family, even Pharaoh's family, the firstborn died, just as God said. And even the firstborn of the animals died. Wow. People were crying and wailing and all kinds of weeping and crying could be heard that night because there was a death in each house there in Egypt. But the Hebrew families, they didn't have to be afraid because God gave them instructions. God had promised he would save them. 
through the blood of that lamb. And God has promised that you can be saved from the punishment of your sin. And you can be saved through the blood of the perfect lamb, the Lord Jesus. Now, Jesus was not actually a lamb, but we can sometimes you hear him called the lamb of God because he was the perfect sacrifice for your sin. The Bible says, the lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. You see, Jesus is like that perfect lamb because he never did anything wrong. He is the sinless savior. He gave his life to save you. And as part of God's plan, Jesus willingly suffered. He bled. He died to take the punishment for your sin. And our verse from today, Ephesians 2.13 says, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. Yes, you can have your sin forgiven. Now your sin, it separates you from God. But Jesus' blood made the way for your sin to be forgiven. And after he died for your sin, he was buried. And then three days later, he came alive again. He paid for your sin completely. Today, he lives in heaven. And he's the only way that you can be saved from the punishment of your sin. And the Israelites, they only had one way to be saved from having the firstborn die. And that was by putting the blood of the lamb on their doorposts, the sides and the top of their door. Now, the Bible says that when God saw the blood of that lamb, he passed over them. He passed over that house and no death came to that household. Now, every Hebrew home that had the blood of the lamb on their doorpost was safe from the plague of death. Wow. Well, it was still night when Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron, and he just said to them, go. Leave my people, take your children, take your flocks, take your herds, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Be gone. Wow. The Egyptians gave them silver, gold, clothing to the Israelites, and they begged them, hurry, leave, quickly. They didn't want more people and animals to die. The Israelites didn't even have time to make bread for the journey. They carried the dough with them. But they must have been so free. Free that they had been freed from their slavery. Now they were getting set free. I'm sure they never forgot that night. And they would celebrate it every year to tell God thank you for setting them free. And if you believed in Jesus already, remember, tell God thank you for freeing you from your sin's punishment. You can think of all that God has done for you. He's forgiven your every sin, your every wrong thought, your words, and your actions. You were far away from God because of your sin, but he made you his child and he gave you his own life on the inside. And our memory verse says, Ephesians 2.13, But now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometime were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. You see, because of Jesus' blood that he gave when he died on the cross, you can be close with God. You can have a friendship and a relationship with God. Isn't that wonderful? God changed you so you can live in a way that pleases him. He gave you life that will last forever in heaven someday. Take some time and tell God thank you. Tell God thank you. He set you free from sin and the punishment of your sin. And God had done for Israel what no one else could. He set them free from death and from slavery in Egypt. Wow. Have you been set free from the death you deserve because of your sin? 
Have you trusted Jesus to forgive you? You have to be willing to tell God you've sinned. You have to believe that Jesus died for your sin and rose again. The Bible says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Believe means to trust completely. When you trust completely, when you believe in Jesus, you will no longer be separated from God. He will save you from the punishment you deserve so you can be with him in heaven someday. He will change you on the inside so you can live your life for him. Will you believe in Jesus today? If you want to make that decision, you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. Please save me from my sin's punishment. Please change me on the inside to live your way. In Jesus' name, amen. If you truly believe in Jesus, he will save you from the punishment of your sin. He will do that. And that is wonderful. If you would like to read about Moses and these 10 plagues that happened to the Egyptians, you can read all about it in Exodus chapter 7 all the way to Exodus chapter 12, verse 42. So again, that's Exodus chapter 7, all the way until Exodus chapter 12, verse 42. So that's chapters 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and most of chapter 12. So that's all for this time. I'll see you next time. Bye!